Welcome to Hope Ahead, a journey of infertility. My name is Naomi Ripstein. And this is Ryan Ripstein. And this is our story and struggle of trying to conceive. We hope and pray that by sharing our experiences and trials, we will bring glory to God, awareness to infertility, and also be encouraging to others. And just a reminder, this is our story and it personal experiences. We are not offering medical advice. Well, we hope you enjoy the discussion and thanks for listening. Hi, welcome to season two of Hope Ahead, episode one. We're back here. <laughs> we are just on kidding. location. If you followed along with us at the last episode um, of season one, we were talking about that I was starting a um, physical therapy travel assignment. And so that's where we are right now. So just bear with us with our surroundings. Um, kind we, of ad hoc yeah. set up here, yeah. making it work. You know, we just, we do what we can, but we did want to um, film an episode and that way we can be sharing stuff with you with what's still going on. Things are still kind of going slow, but um, we will go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. Sure. So. Dear God, thank you for today and thank you for this new year. Thank you for those that are joining us, either watching or listening. Uh, just pray for our discussion today and pray for those that are listening and included. Uh, just that we would uh, give glory to you and that those um, participating would just hear something that they need to hear. And we ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. And sorry for those of you, yeah. like, if you hear background noises, you know, since we're on, on location. On remote, <laughs> yeah, we have less control. We, we have less control yeah. over our surroundings. But, um, so this episode is starting off with, you know, um, unfortunately, my cycle started a little bit before Christmas. And so the plan was that if this was not um, a successful cycle, that we would go ahead and schedule a day ten day 10 um ultrasound ultrasound scan i cannot speak i apologize yeah, we'll um, yeah. <laughs> a scan on day 10 just to see like how my if a follicle was developing stuff like that just so my doctor could kind of track it this wasn't going to be followed all along this was just a preliminary thing because still he had said you know let's start off with this and then we'll do an entire cycle unmedicated meaning like no Clomid, no Letrozole, no shots or anything like that. Right. Um, I did start last month and then officially fully this month, uh, progesterone and estrogen because as crazy as it is, even though um, <laughs> I have endometriosis that he removed, it was stage one and I have PCOS, supposedly my body still was not making adequate amount of estrogen or progesterone. So he put me on a small light dosage of both. To kind yeah, of just that was help. from the graphs and stuff yeah. that we had monitored Yeah, so before. we and we did. Mm -hmm. I did that blood cycle back in um, November. Mm -hmm. So then we started that. But um, so because of everything with the holidays, you know, and we had traveled to see family and everything, I couldn't actually get in to see um, the doctor for that follicle monitoring until day twelve. And so, and if you'd kind of followed along with like my Instagram stories, I was kind of sharing in real time going in and dealing with trying to just have. Um, be able to see the actual imaging of my own body. I mean, heaven forbid, but like the technician that I saw that first day was not very gracious. And she, I mean, she was doing her job. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. She was doing her job, but maybe she was having a bad day. She might've been. Yeah. But I mean, all I really wanted to do was see the screen. You know, I mean, I'm not, um, you know, 
that's not my occupation or anything like that, but because I've been healthcare, I am very um, alert or I guess interested. Interested, yeah. but I mean, I'm even knowledgeable on some of the stuff with an ultrasound. Like what certain things do I'm probably, I'm better with X-ray and CT and MRI, you know. But I mean, with ultrasound, it's a lot of the same kind of basic understanding of the anatomy, you know, what you're looking at and stuff. But anyway, she would let me see it, so I did. Um, Message my doctor, um, especially after we found out that I had a very large follicle developing on my right ovary, which was great. And they wanted me to come back in on day 14 just to see what happened. And so thankfully, you know, you guys were praying for me. Ryan was praying, you know, we, I got a different technician. And I, like I said, I reached out to the doctor. And so they talked to the technician just to say like, you know, that I could see it. Because once again, they do not, they're not supposed to interpret what you're looking at and tell you like if it's a good thing or a bad thing but they can tell you what you're looking at because I even said I'm like oh there's my ovary I'm like can you tell me the size of that follicle and so she took the measurement again and showed me and you know she let me see my other ovary you know and just different things like that and then even on the screen they use different coloring blue and red and I was like is that hot or cold and she's like no that's showing the veins and the arteries so she's like we're looking to make sure there's still good blood flow I'm like okay mm. perfect you know that's all I really needed to know to understand what exactly I was looking at right so anyway the day 14 went really well so it was I had a nice follicle that developed and then it ruptured and um, was starting to shrink back down the way it was supposed to so all under no medication my body was doing what it was supposed to do mm -hmm. um, and so, which was great, right? And it was really fun and exciting to kind of see that and visually get that image of um, just, you know, nature taking its course and doing its thing. Um, and so then started in with the cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And it was going to be going into like starting my work assignment. And so I did have some anxiety which Ryan kind of knew about a little mm -hmm. a little with starting the work assignment but also with if we were pregnant this cycle I would have to go back to um, the Houston area which is a few hours away and try to get in for monitoring you know and seeing how things were which would be fine but it would be kind of stressful especially mm -hmm. just starting this mm -hmm. um, well it wouldn't really work with with your work because well, you don't have weekdays right. off and it's like how would you it, get that it would have away? worked but my new boss wouldn't have been happy but right she she was kind of aware of some of the situation and everything yeah. but it would have um, been crazy yeah okay yeah i mean and i knew that god would work everything out but it doesn't mean that human nature wasn't taking course and right. having a little anxiety there right um so i was so you know going into this two-week wait with like the work assignment and like leaving our home and packing stuff up um i was distracted which was really great you know settling into our new place um you know and that's kind of one of the things you think after all this time that eventually you would find ways to distract yourself or not but it's as you guys know it's on your brain pretty much not 24 7 but pretty consistently yeah. you know and as much as I would try not to think about it, I would think about it, especially as it got closer to either it was going to be the start of a new cycle or we were going to find out we were pregnant, you know, yeah. and that's when the symptoms started too. Yeah. Now being on added um, hormones, I'm sure that probably amped up some stuff because I was definitely like, Ugh, this is so annoying and maybe a little worse than I'd ever had before but it still wasn't anything new in mm -hmm. regards to symptoms 
And because even Ryan said, he's like, gosh, you're complaining a little bit more. And I was like, I know, I'm sorry. Maybe it was something, but you know, I didn't think that I was pregnant based on how I was feeling just because you kind of, you sometimes just kind of know just how your body does different things, yeah. you know, whether little twinges of cramps or a little bit of a headache that then goes away or a little bit of bloating and you're just like, no, I know what this is, right? Mm. And so I was kind of like, is this the truth that this are PMS symptoms or was it my realistic negative feelings of all my past experiences of this being another failure, right? Yeah, and even to that, like we've talked a little bit deeper about that the realistic mm -hmm. versus kind of cynicism mm -hmm. right of you know the way I think about it is like being realistic is considering what all the evidence says is going to happen yeah we're at but this is a different situation because any given time could be the time and even like all that research you've done, the PMS symptoms are very similar to pregnancy symptoms, so similar. right? Yeah. So because they're so similar, it really could be either one Yeah. and almost equal likelihood until we find out which it is, right? It could be, it's 50, 50 or yeah. whatever. And that's being realistic to me, but all this history that we've gone through has kind of made us, myself included, a little cynical mm -hmm. on that we want it to be a pregnancy, but the experience has told us yeah. of, of all these times. Our cautiously optimistic is now cynicism. It's and and I <laughs> I hate it. I, I mean I me really too. I hate me that too. I'm there. Me too. Yeah. I'm sure you guys do as well. But what but it's there. Like mm -hmm. that's where we are, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have the we don't have the ability to be naive about it, mm -hmm. right? Anymore, right. Yeah. we're we we're kind of like we're the, <laughs> we're like adults instead of children yeah. about the situation. We don't have that childlike faith anymore. We have a lots of we experience have the, in the real world yeah, experience, real world. Yep. and and it's kind of driven us to this position of kind of feeling being jaded about it mm -hmm. and being cynical about mm -hmm. it. So, and that that is exactly it because it's like the the truth of the matter or just your negative feelings, like you saying that cynicism. And this led into a conversation then, like we've, I've mentioned before, you know, we have some of our best conversations when we're on walks. Um, so I always, you know, if that's a good thing for you and your spouse or whatever to go on, um, just to take that time, be out. Um, but I was talking about how cool it would be to share um, this experience with the follicle monitoring and seeing the follicle develop and release like essentially what's called an oocyte or oocyte, um, my part of the contribution, right? And knowing that that would lead to our future baby. But then I also started talking about like how I felt it was just gonna be a failed cycle again. And so the title of the podcast is kind of what this conversation, came from this conversation. Came, yeah, yeah came from, that conversation yeah. yeah so ryan had talked about how i used the word failure or failed instead of unsuccessful yeah and it had been i mean kind of the way i brought it up because i didn't want it to sound like 
No, you asked you know, very genuinely. Yeah, just why I, do I use it, that word? Yeah, in any particular way, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was trying to understand the reasoning for the word choice, mm-hmm. and specifically the word she has used, failed or a failure or something more than the situation. It felt mm-hmm. like she was talking about herself mm-hmm. being a, a failure or having failed multiple times, not yeah. just this cycle. And, you know, it kind of, you know, God put it on my heart to, to bring it up and ask, like, you know, why do you choose that word? Mm -hmm. And, you know, she had, she responded that she, I mean, she was like, okay, that makes sense, you know, successful instead of failure, but unsuccessful, unsuccessful instead of a failure. And, but she asked me like, you know, what's some like logic that's going on in my brain to support that? Mm -hmm you know, to kind of help her steer her, her thoughts that same way. Right. And, you know, I had, I had, I think a few points, the, you know, one of them, probably the first one is in my mind, and this is probably getting a little bit deep as far as like word choice and stuff. But I think failure as the opposite or the antithesis of being successful whereas unsuccessful is just a lack of being successful right it's not the opposite of it and again unsuccessful so and success and then unsuccessful, unsuccessful and then so you still know, in the failure same category yeah it's just without other, yeah okay. it's without success instead of like opposite of success yeah. right okay um, Instead of the opposite, still in the same category, but less. Yeah, kind of like in a race, maybe. The first first place is successful. Last still, place is a failure. You're still doing stuff, working towards it. You know, right, like, and, and that's, so that's the thing, yeah. That, and kind of... Maybe you reach that threshold of success, like you're building up to it. Yeah, like you're on your way, yeah. but as yet unsuccessful. Like climbing a mountain, on your way up... Mm-hmm. You are unsuccessful, mm-hmm. but you're still actively climbing mm-hmm. the mountain. So, so that's one point. The other point that I brought up was how f- the word failure, I feel, brings or holds negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Right? Brings um, in that shame again. You know, and, and it felt like it was harsh. Mm-hmm. Like she was saying harsh stuff about herself. And I was like, I don't feel like you've failed. And it right? wasn't intentional always right but yeah but yeah I was like that doesn't seem like that describes what's going on to me so that's kind of what hit me that just sat with me wrong Mm -hmm. you know I was like I don't I was like that's not one I don't think that's very nice to say about yourself or about the situation but two is like I just don't think that's really like an accurate inaccurate yes depiction is a good word so whether you're intentionally or unintentionally blaming yourself, mm-hmm. right? It has those emotional impacts saying that it's like this is a failure. Right. And then, you know, the last one that I brought up is like failure implies that there's something in our control that we didn't do. Mm-hmm. Right. That we, Which, that we needed to do and didn't or needed to not do and did. Yeah. Right. Which is sometimes maybe where I still get that phrase from because I'm like, did I not do enough 
you know, this time did I, I mean, you know, there's some days where I forget to take my pills until later, you know, or something like, Just that little oh, bitty thing. did and I not like, do that at the right time? I mean, it's stupid. Like, gosh, it's stupid if, it, stuff, if it is right? that dependent but, on us, and it's not, you know, and it's, it's not, not, it's just where your brain goes, right? You know, and, and we'll talk a little bit yeah, more about that. And that's, that that's where I'm second. like, it's all stuff. And, and I appreciated him bringing that up. And that's why I was like, give me some more logic behind it so I can switch my thoughts because I don't, I know knowledge based about that I'm doing these things and some of the stuff that I do forget. It's like, it's not the end of the world. It really isn't going to affect if it, you do it like a day or two or what, even sometimes even just a week, if you, you know, you ate crappy for a few days, like it's not changing it. And I know that, but my brain still goes there. of like, yeah. oh, you should have yeah. done better. And I think even that way, like you said, you know, the logic or reasoning behind mm -hmm. it, but I kind of think, it's more of a an emotional it is. behind it, not sure. just the the logic and stuff. I think an emotional fatigue. Yeah, my emotions are just tapped out. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I think the logic part behind it was like I talked about the difference between failure versus unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of logical, mm -hmm. but the connotations and saying it about yourself and the situation and your the part that we play in it and different things like that, I think that's the emotional impact. Right. You know, and it's, and I think from that perspective, it's, I don't, I don't see where we are as failing. I really don't. This is why it's good to have another perspective, ladies, yeah. right? No, and, and that's why, you know, I don't know why us women, I feel like I've heard other women say this too, so I don't feel like I'm alone in that why we do use that word failure. So, I mean, it is, it is a better choice to choose unsuccessful or not yet. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, but I think I always understood it as failure is fitting because something hasn't worked yet. My body didn't do what it was supposed to do or our attempts of trying to, um, time our intercourse was off or like, did we wait too long? Did we, was I too stressed or anxious about things that, um, with my new job or infertility in general, did I cause inflammation? <laughs> mm. You know, which is very all possible. But when you nitpick at those little things, that's when it just starts yeah. breaking down those emotional defenses again, and you're just like, what? yeah. I mean, so, and in my mind, the evidence of I know of people I know. I've seen, like we're gonna talk about the people I've seen that do get pregnant, mm -hmm. and either they don't want to or they're not trying mm -hmm. somewhere in between there something less than trying mm -hmm. and they get pregnant and it's like you know like a snap of the fingers and all this stuff right and it's like so i in my brain at least i could be wrong but in, in my brain at least it's like it's not that delicate it doesn't seem like it's that delicate of a of a process right but it is it is, and it's, but it, it is, and it's not. You know, right? well, and it's because, all, but it's and all in perspective and yes. stuff too, right? But we were we were talking about just even in the emotions, like, and I, I've mentioned this before, and I have that one um, image that I have posted too about just the dabda of the cycle, right? Where you can go through the denial, the anger, the bargaining, the depression, the acceptance, over and over and over again. Sometimes in a matter of minutes, you know. Even remember with. On the back, the flight I mentioned in a few episodes ago, the flight back from our Europe trip recently that we took in the fall, I um, started my cycle on that flight home, and I went through 
those emotions a few times in a matter of a few minutes. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You're like, whoa, I'm going, dizzy I know, what's going on? Um, but, you know, and that's really, it, it probably hits still a little bit more near the end of the two-week wait into the start of a new cycle. Mm-hmm. I feel like that week after your period stops and to ovulation, you're normally more optimistic, right? Because also the hormones are making you feel good. But you feel that your your attempts are building again. But there's like that, it's not even, I wouldn't even say fully the, the full two-week wait after you ovulate. I wouldn't say that that is entirely all super stressful. I feel like I start doing worse near the end of that first week into the second leading into my period because I'm now I'm like the symptoms and questioning oh is is it am I go, we gonna have implantation or are we not gonna have implantation or you know what's gonna go in here or maybe I, oh did I work out too much oh did I eat something weird did right. I cause, did I not have enough something do something and it messed up the lining of my uterus so this thing's not yeah. gonna work right I mean like it's like all those things so um but this now kind of like he had kind of touched on a little bit mm-hmm. so the title of this podcast is failure versus unsuccessful versus miracle so we need to take on the concept of the word miracle and knowing that yeah. life is a miracle the yeah. fact of conception is a miracle right. and, and to your point what we were what we were just talking about it's like did I do this or did I not do that mm-hmm. or did I do too much or did mm-hmm. I do too little? We are only like, a component. We have done, yeah. we've yeah. done all the things. Yeah. Like I know we have. We've done 19 other podcasts about it. <laughs> 20. Right? Of 20 other, 20 other, 20 other podcasts. technically, but season so, our episode So yeah. all the things that we've done, the, yeah. the vitamins, the measuring, the checking this, the all tracking the that, the temperature, things the, we've done. the yeah. LH, Right, strips yep. like all the all the things. Now uh, into the macro with the crazy model. Yeah, yeah I know. all the things. So we've done the things. I know. Right, and all the teas. And we can do like one can do all the right things mm-hmm. and not make any mistakes and still not succeed, still right. not be successful. Right. And that's I feel like that is a description of where we are. Yes. Right. And you know there is a miracle component to it we've done all the right things and you know there's a god part Mm -hmm. where god takes care of the rest Mm -hmm. and that's and we're not there yet Mm -hmm. and that and we're waiting on god's timing which if you've never heard this phrase before don't pray for patience (laughs) you know i don't think we have at least not well we we might have accidentally done it when we were single before i have prayed for wisdom and i maybe shared this with him but it's like there was someone from our church that put it. She's like, wisdom comes from experience. And I was like, yeah. well, crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we're, we're definitely getting wisdom and wise through this whole thing. But it, it is definitely through experience yeah. and situations and how do we handle stuff. And this is why we're talking about it and sharing with you guys. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but um, so just like he was talking about with the miracle component, though, I mean, even our doctor stated that. I mean, yeah. he was, like we said, he really... Um, had the same perspective of like he's like I'm gonna do everything I can I still remember even him saying that in our first appointment he's like we're I'm gonna do everything I can I can't guarantee it he's like I'm gonna do everything I can you know that we can set you up for success but then even our like one of our last couple that we saw with him he was like but ultimately it's up to God right mm-hmm. and it and it is yeah. and so like you know um it's sometimes funny where 
we see people that were on birth control or not trying and they get pregnant. And yeah. so that's where you get into that mind concept of like, it's easy. Oh, wow. It's easier than right. I thought. Oh, you better really protect against it because you don't, you're not ready for it now. Yeah. And, but then when you're actually trying for it, you're like, man, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. It's not just time intercourse you know it's i mean all these things everything has to be lined up with your body and you could time it even perfectly and it still misses it by just a window yeah you know <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's where i'm like all this stuff about the miracle of life is pretty spectacular but that's where god just keeps it a mystery because it's like we don't know when it's going to happen mm -hmm. like we said people that aren't expecting it or don't want it get pregnant all the time right and then those of us that do want it and are expecting it not happening so right. um, but that kind of leads us into I have two scriptures you know and we've used the first part of this scripture before it's first Thessalonians 5 16 through 24 um, but in it's not a long scripture it's just like each couple of words are a different verse you know just how, um, how, it's, broken how it's broken up yeah but you know it really points into where we don't know why other pe it happens for other people and we don't know when our timing is going to be, but God is still, you know, telling us what to do and to like talk to him about it and seek him and be righteous in how we respond and how we interact with people. So it's rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. Like get rid of those thoughts that are making you feel shameful, that are making you feel jealous, that are making you feel like you did something wrong, right? May God, verse 23, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Yeah. So kind of just keeping those things of God can do it for her can do it for them why can't he do it for me and why can't he do it for us yeah right so yeah and like you said like get rid of those thoughts and mm -hmm. that's obviously easier said than done right um you know naomi goes through the struggles i go through the struggles in different ways right we talked about this mm -hmm. earlier this morning i go through it differently but you know what we don't want you to hear us saying is that you need to get rid of those emotions right on your own right like you need it's to deal okay with it you to need have to do this have it's like it's okay to have <laughs> we them. just don't want to let it cause us to sin and, right yeah. but but even more than that when you're having them fall like go to go to christ mm -hmm. go to god and say i'm struggling with this mm -hmm. help me deal with this right now like in this moment, right? He is and the creator like, of these emotions, so he can help and us handle it. Yeah, and it's yeah. really amazing what he'll do right there in that moment. Mm -hmm. Instead of, you know, personally struggling through it, oh, I, I shouldn't be feeling this yeah, way, I don't want to feel this way, blah, blah, blah. You need to fix it. Yeah, like it's like it's yours to fix. Right. That's right. It's yeah. not. Yeah. I so, so then we go into the next scripture, I'll let you read. This is yeah. more dealing with the aspect of the miracle, knowing that God is the one that can do all things it's not by our power it's not by your power it's not by someone's 
power is telling you they're going to fix you by surgery, not that their tea is going to work, not that the supplement's going to work. You know, I mean, there's all these things are factors, right? But it's still looking back to there's who no magic is the pill. one yeah. that really is in control, right? Yep. And this is Ephesians 3, verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. That's right. He's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Yeah. That always reminds me of me meeting Naomi in the first place. Mm, that was sweet. Yeah. yeah. It was a God thing, for that sure. That was definitely a God thing. <laughs> for sure. But, I mean, just a reminder, you know, so if you think failed and failure you know, really work on casting that out. Like I, you know, and so I was like, sometimes I just need the logic behind it rather than the emotion. And so yeah. he shared the logic behind the unsuccess using the word unsuccess because it's just not there yet. Right. Yeah. And you know, there's someone else that like I follow on Instagram, they're just like one cycle closer. So it's not a failed cycle. It's just not that cycle. It's not that cycle. Right. Not yet. And mm -hmm. then knowing that it's like, ultimately it's still up to the Lord, you know, Mm -hmm. getting pregnant and that life being created is a miracle mm -hmm. and really um taking i guess reverence in that like this just like or mm -hmm. peace right yeah in that yeah how beautiful that is like we've talked about before like us waiting for each other mm -hmm. like you just said um for so long i mean i was 37 36 when we met mm -hmm. 37 when we got married i mean that was at least 10 years longer than I thought I was yeah. going to have to wait Same. to get married. <laughs> As, I mean, hopefully we don't have to wait 10 years to get married, but who knows? I don't know. Oh, please, God. I know. I don't Go really want to be like a, yeah. a Sarah aspect, but yeah. at the same time. We have jokes. We're like, maybe we'll be 100 by the time. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Because God can do anything. That's but right. But thank you guys for joining yeah. us. Um, I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer. And we'll just know that we're praying for you and you can be praying for us. And we'll just continue to share with you and be real with you about just this journey of infertility. So, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you again for this podcast. I thank you for my husband in walking this journey with me. Lord, I thank you that you are with, walking with us as well. Lord, I just pray for all of our listeners again in whatever stage they are in their cycle, whether they're cycling through the DABDA situation like I do or um, they're on their high of their cycle or they found out success. Lord, I just pray you would just be with them and that they would be reminded to turn to you and that you would continue to get all the glory from the situation, Lord, and that you continue to use Ryan and I um, to help others and to glorify you and bring awareness and... Um, just continue to encourage us as well, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, yeah, so kind of like we were talking about, since we're remote, yeah. Um, with my work schedule and her work schedule, the frequency of these may be they interrupted compared yeah. to what we've normally done. So um, if you do like what you've heard, please like the video and subscribe to the channel that way you get the notifications and even on the audio that would be great yeah. too. that way we kind of know for yeah sure. subscribe so that you do get the notifications when they come out yeah probably sporadically yeah because it won't be where well, we were doing one when we were catching you guys up we were doing it week by week yeah this will be caught up and we're every couple weeks yeah probably two or three weeks yeah. maybe especially i mean 
Since just as things happen. I mean, month to month, if nothing happens, there's not right, right. going to be a lot to share with you, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, unless you just want to hear us going through our DABDA cycles every month. <laughs> just like, <laughs> let like, me just tune uh, in and go DABDA through again. with you. Yeah. Right now we're angry. Today we're angry. You know, whatever. Yeah. And so, once again, that's okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. But thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Hope you have a great day. Bye. See you later. Bye.